I'm always talking about how it is possible to change your life by just focusing on getting 1% better every day, how the little things really do add up, and that can be as small as integrating a new supplement into your day-to-day routine like Seed's DSO1 Daily Symbiotic. It helps benefit your gut, skin, and heart health in just two little capsules a day. I personally have loved integrating Seed into my day-to-day routine. My digestion has never been better. I feel so much better and I truly notice a difference when I'm not taking it. When I take it consistently, I feel so much better. My digestion is better and I've never really experienced something like this from a probiotic. So that's why I continually go back to seed and notice a difference when I stop taking it. Trust your gut with Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash Alana and use code 25ALANA to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash Alana code 25ALANA. Thank you, Seed, for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. Well, well, well. Shopping for a car? Yep. Carvana made financing a car as smooth as can be. Oh, yeah? I got pre-qualified instantly and had real terms personalized just for me. Doesn't get much smoother than that. Well, I got to browse thousands of car options on Carvana, all within my budget. Doesn't get much smoother than that. It does. I actually wanted a car that seemed out of my range, but I was able to add a cosigner and found my dream car. It doesn't get much... Oh, it gets smoother. It's getting delivered tomorrow. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get pre-qualified today. Celebrity voice impersonation, not an endorsement. Why go to a single furniture store when you can go to Big Sandy Superstore? Shop and compare America's top five mattress brands, plus Nectar and Purple. And choose from over 22,000 in-stock appliances from the top brands at the guaranteed lowest price. Or furnish the room of your dreams with a large selection of American-built furniture. With financing plans for just about anyone, there's nowhere else quite like it. Big Sandy Superstore. Hello, good morning, angels, and welcome back to Morning Ray. I'm your host, Lan Orlana, and today I have a really exciting guest on the podcast. I have Julian Fraser. She's a digital marketing expert and founder of Dialogue New York. She has nearly a decade of experience crafting strategies for luxury and lifestyle brands in New York, Paris, Los Angeles, Stockholm, Tokyo, and Milan. She's worked with so many incredible brands, such as Seed, Secure Life, Adidas, Gaia, Gold, La Sport Sac, Shishido, so many amazing brands, even Olipop, Daily Harvest, everything you know, everything we know and love, even public hotels here. Well, not here. I'm not in New York, but in New York. And I had the pleasure of having her on the podcast and getting to ask her questions surrounding influencer marketing, social media, brand building, and how to let go of your limiting beliefs. Because I feel like that's something we all struggle with. And a lot of us are people pleasers at our core or constantly concerned about what other people will think about the actions and decisions we make. So we discuss all of those things. And I really think you're all going to really love Julian. I had the opportunity to meet her up, meet up with her in real life, not just through a video call, but in real life when I was in New York. And I think we had intentionally initially booked our meeting for like half an hour, maybe an hour and we ended up chatting for close to two hours so 
truly such an amazing gal, a fellow Canadian. She's from Edmonton, if I'm remembering correctly. So I think you're really going to love it. But, you know, I just want to thank you guys all for all of the positive and warm messages congratulating me on taking on this next big step in my career and in my life and being self-employed and also being vulnerable about being let go from my job and being truthful about that. So I just want to let you guys know that I really do appreciate all the kind messages. It really, really means a lot to me. And yeah, so I don't know. I'm just feeling like really warm and supported and really excited about what is to come and what this new chapter is going to hold. And I feel really good things. I feel like a month ago, I was saying to my best friend, Corey, like, I'm about to glow up. Like, I just feel like I'm on the edge of like, this new chapter, this new era, and this like new version of Lan. And I didn't think it was going to be this, but I'm really not mad that it's this. And I'm just like really excited to take you guys along on this journey and for us to experience this together. So thank you for your continuous support, all your kind kind and generous messages. And I just love you guys so much. And I feel so grateful that I'm able to call this my job. Kind of crazy, right? Um, But let's get into our weekly intention. I spoke about this a bit on a vlog. I don't know if the vlog is up yet that I spoke about this on. Um, But I have realized that as much as I really loved evening workouts when I was working in the office, they're not really working for me when I'm working from home slash for myself. So I really want to get back into my morning workouts, have at least five workouts a week and do them when I wake up in the morning like I used to. I just feel like my willpower is so much higher. I'm so much more motivated. I don't have to like procrastinate or find the motivation or self-discipline to go do it. It's a lot easier for me in the morning. And then I don't have to worry about like getting on ready before I go work out and stuff. Like I just wake up, brush my teeth, put my workout clothes on and go. So that leads me to the tip of the week is to plan out your workouts and be consistent and also use tricks like habit stacking or like pairing it with, I guess that is habit stacking, but just like pair the act of working out or whatever habit you want to incorporate with a habit you like doing or something you want to do. So for example, say you want to listen to your podcast and you want to work out like pairing your workout with your podcast, like you got to do your workout while listening to your podcast sort of thing. So plan out your workouts, be consistent. The more consistent you are with it, the sooner you are going to get into a rhythm, the sooner it's going to be kind of like this automatic routine that you are in that you do without second thought and it becomes a second nature to you. So those are some pieces of wisdom. I definitely feel like I have been influenced from reading Atomic Habits by James Clear. I've really been loving this book. I'm about halfway through. I'm actually going to read it after this recording, but I love it so much. Let's move into our current faves. I recently was sent an espresso virtual machine. Yes, I know what you're thinking. Alana, don't you have a Breville? I do. And now I have two coffee machines. Um, I've always wanted the Nespresso virtual machine at home. I had like when I was living with my parents, we had the classic machine, but I was always so curious of 
what the virtual pods are like. And I don't know, the machine just looks super cute. And the coffee pods always had like so many other options and cooler options. So very grateful that Nespresso has sent me this machine. I literally freak out about it on my vlog on YouTube. If you're not subscribed to my YouTube channel, definitely go check it out. I'm posting a lot more frequently there. I was aiming for two vlogs, but I think it might be three a week. I don't know. We'll see. Um, But definitely loving my Nespresso virtual machine. It's definitely helping me make more coffee at home. I'm just like really excited to one, not only brew shots on my Breville because I feel like I've made it this whole thing where I'm like learning how to properly brew a shot and I get so excited every single time I get closer to brewing the perfect shot and it just like tastes good. And then I'm like really excited about my Nespresso because one, I love the convenience of it and two, it's really fun trying out all the different pods and it's like a new shiny object. So I've actually barely have bought in coffee out. The only times I've gotten coffee out is when I've met up with friends or my mom. So feel like, you know, having two coffee machines at home or two espresso machines for to be specific, it has really helped my spending habits. So thank you, Nespresso, for helping me out over here. Also really loving the Rainbow 1111 Adaptogenic Mushroom Blend. I've been putting it in my first coffee that I've been having every single morning. I do two drops. It's just adaptogenic mushrooms. It's a mix of them. And I just, I've heard really good things about it. I've been wanting to try it for a really long time. I actually got sent them from Beatrice Society, which is not only a coffee shop here in Toronto, but they also have like an online wellness store where they have a lot of adaptogenic and like health conscious brands for available for purchase. But I really do love these rainbow drops. And I don't know, I haven't noticed anything significant, but I feel like I'm a lot calmer. My coffee doesn't make me anxious at all. So it's good vibes. I'm back into loving rice cakes with almond butter and some sort of like strawberry or banana on top. It's just so good. If you guys followed me for a really long time, my voice is going again, guys. I'm still getting over this freaking head cold. But wow, my voice. Okay, I'm very sorry about this. But rice cakes with almond butter and strawberries, a little bit of cinnamon and agave or honey. Chef's kiss. So good. Really, really recommend. Also, back into loving my ultra mini Uggs. I was wearing them today with jeans and I just forgot how it feels like you're like walking on a cloud. They're so comfy. They're so cute. I also like the little, I think they're called the Tasmans or something, like the ones that are even shorter than the ultra minis that have the red stitching. Those are really cute. And then my last current fave are the Levi dad jeans. I can't remember if I spoke about these last week, but they are so cute and so flattering. I have them in the light blue. I believe it's called like Charlie Boy or something. They are so comfy. I love them. They're like the perfect jean for every day. Like they're not too wide. They're perfect rise. They stretch. They fit pretty much true to size, if anything, size down. And I just love them so much. But I'm going to end the intro right here. I'm going to bring Julian onto the pod. And I hope you enjoy. Hello, you guys. I'm here with Julian. Welcome to Morning Ray. Thank you. So excited to to chat with you. I'm so excited to have you on. So for 
those who don't know you, who are you, where are you from, and what is your zodiac sign? Mm, I love that. Um, so I'm Julianne. I'm originally from Western Canada, another fellow Canadian. I'm from Edmonton. And um, I was born and raised there, and I moved to New York uh, about 10 years ago. So um, I'm officially a New Yorker, as they say. Um, <laughs> but I am hard to like define myself in one set way. But I think from a career perspective, I am the founder of um, Dialogue New York. We're a digital marketing consultancy based in Brooklyn. Um, and we specialize in building influencer marketing strategies for different luxury and lifestyle brands, whether it's Shiseido and Adidas on the corporate end or Saqqara Life, Seed Probiotics, Brooklinen, Harry's, um, Gia Gold, a, a lot in the startup space. Um, and my zodiac sign, I am a Libra and I am the epitome of Libra. I'm like all about balance and I'm always sort of playing middle ground and, um, you know, just trying to find equilibrium between people and situations. So tr pretty true to form. What about you? What are, what's your zodiac sign? I'm a Leo. Ah, my best friend's a Leo. I love that. <laughs> and now um, I have more Libras in my life because not only are you a Libra, but my nephew is a Libra. He was born oh. on October 3rd. So, Libras. so oh my goodness. <laughs> Libras are good energy. He's going to bring such like nice little balance to the family, I'm sure. That's so nice. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. He's so calm. Like I've never seen like such a calm <laughs> newborn. <laughs> Your sister's lucky. That's like two things that are not usually in the same sentence, like a calm newborn, but <laughs> he's so cute. I know the listeners can't see, but I'll show you a photo that I got sent this morning. <laughs> oh my God. So sweet with his little towel. I love and it. This one is so adorable oh my gosh <laughs> my daughter was that tiny just like six months ago it's so crazy how fast they grow it's nuts it's I know to give you a little guys a picture my nephew Ethan is like in this like white little fuzzy onesie I don't know my sister and brother-in-law John are obsessed with these onesies for him <laughs> and they just make him look so adorable so I'm here for it <laughs> I love that so sweet such a cutie. Yes, but enough baby talk. Let's <laughs> dive into influencer marketing and social media. I know it's such a hot topic. I know my listeners are always asking me questions about both sides of the game, like from the business perspective, like from the brand or an agency, as well as from the influencer perspective due to my participation online. But I want to know, what do you think influence actually means today? Because I feel like it's definitely changed over the past few years, like from like the OG blogger onto like the YouTube era. So what do you think influence actually means today? And also, where do you see the industry going? Because a lot of people have this discussion that or this like idea that it's going to pop, like the bubble's going to burst or like influence isn't going to be a thing. So I'd love to hear your take on it. Yeah. So a couple of thoughts. I mean, just to give context, I started my career maybe nine years ago, right around the time Instagram launched. And I um, started in the hospitality world. I was working at Ian Schrager Hotels and building out social media strategies for their hotel brands like the Delano in, in Miami and Mondrian and Hudson and whatnot. Um, and so right around then, um, we were working with 
you know, the OG influencers from Shea Marie or Chiara Fragni or Ami Song. Um, and they weren't really established as influencers per se. They were just, you know, creatives that were coming into town and we were working on these campaigns um, in exchange for like hotel rooms and whatnot. It was very, very organic. Um, but I would argue to say that influence has never really changed in the in the last decade. I think at its core, um, it really stems from people really looking for inspiration and, um, you know, a creative outlet and and to really learn from experts or people who have sort of um, a passion in a particular field. And I think from the early days of blogs and whatnot to, you know, TikTok today, um, that's always really remained the same. And I think um, is core to like what influencer marketing is, you know, the has always been. But I think what has changed is just the way in which we define an influencer. I think that oftentimes brands can kind of label influencer all in the same bucket. And to me, that's wild because mm -hmm. we start our strategies by defining like what influence really means. So whether it's someone who might be a, um, a digital content creator whose full-time job is, you know, managing their social channels, producing YouTube videos, reels, TikTok. They're um, really focused on content and they're experts in, in this space versus someone that we define as a tastemaker who might be an entrepreneur, an activist, an athlete, an artist, and they've amassed a social following as a result of their passion, but it's not their full-time gig. And obviously the way you would approach a tastemaker is entirely different than a content creator. And then the third category we look to is like an expert. So this might be a doctor, a nutritionist, a stylist, um, people who really bring a large amount of credibility and are sharing their knowledge through social channels. Again, these people are really high powered, busy folks, and they don't have the same sort of um, motivation behind collaborations as, as other categories. So I think it's really important at its core influence to me is always remain the same and will always remain the same. Um, back in the day when it was magazines or, you know, pre social media influence always existed, but I think recognizing the different categories and types of influencers and really targeting ways to engage them for your brand that is meaningful, not only for the creative, but for the brand is like step number one and what so many brands you know, get wrong. So that's kind of my thought on that. And the future of it, I mean, I've been told the influencer bubble will pop for like 10 years. I've had my business for five. <laughs> if anything, it's just expanding and, and blowing up. I've never seen it um, to the same level as it is today. But I do think, you know, it's becoming way more sophisticated. There's platforms that are evolving to automate it. Um, there's a lot of brands that are building their own proprietary software to engage with affiliate models and whatnot. Um, but I kind of look at this and as much as like we're advancing the way we're engaging with influencers, I think at its core, it's just a relationship. It's just a creative to talking to a brand, speaking authentically about why they love a brand, a product, a service. And so many people get wrapped up in like, you know, the metrics, the trackability and, and creative briefs that just sound cringeworthy when they're executed. But at its core, it, it, it will always perform well if it's authentic and there's a genuine connection between the two. So I like to like pare it way down and just think about it at a base level. Um, and to me, that will always exist. That's like, mm -hmm. you can't change that, you know? Yeah, I've never thought about dividing the influencers up based on like the way that you did it like I don't know my mind has always gone like 
through size of following like mm-hmm. nano, micro, macro, et cetera, or even like down into the niche, like health and wellness right. style influencers, or even by like their primary category, um, like social media app form that they're on. So like a TikToker, an Instagrammer, a YouTuber, a podcaster, I've never thought to divide it onto like creatives people who may be like an athlete or a chef or doctor, you know, like I've never thought of it that way. So that's really interesting to me because I feel like I'm starting to dive more into running influencer campaigns and like exploring that side of things and being on the other side of the um, collaboration. So I found that really interesting. And it's exactly what you say. Actually, we have like a slide in our strategy decks, which break down exactly what you said. It's like the various layers, what we call is like the type, which is a content creator, tastemaker, expert. And then the, the, um, tier micro mid tier macro nano. Um, and then the category, like you said, beauty, lifestyle, fashion, culinary, and all of those pieces define the way we like curator influencers. But I think the first layer, which is type is so important Mm -hmm. because you can work with someone who has 5,000 followers, but is a really high profile chef who has crazy influence within their community offline. Mm -hmm. And the way you engage them, how much they cost for partnerships is wildly different. And it's not related Mm -hmm. to their reach or their category. And that's why that differentiation of type is so important because it kind of like blows everything else out of the water. Mm -hmm. No, that makes a hundred percent sense. Oh my God. Wow. Sense. (laughs) Um, Would you say that like the way that you've gone about in creating campaigns and running campaigns has changed over the years as like platforms have evolved or would you say like your strategy it has pretty much remained the same yeah I mean honestly no I would say a combination of the two I think we've used every platform out there from grin tribe dynamics creator iq um you know all of them. Um, and while I think these type of platforms help to, you know, track um, performance to a certain degree that the Instagram algorithm blocks what they can track, you can't track Instagram stories through these platforms. So they're missing a big portion of the results of a campaign. These mm-hmm. platforms. So there's limitations in that sense, but also like from a curation standpoint, if you're developing a campaign, and you're trying to find like the perfect influencer that speaks to the ethos of our client it's not through like an algorithm in a platform that you're going to find them it's really through like that human touch point so I think to a certain degree our approach has definitely shifted because we've become we're constantly coming up with creative ways to engage influencers on new platforms so TikTok we have a ton of different we've tested and tried many different ways to engage influencers in a really meaningful way on TikTok and podcasts we're thinking of ways a lot of influencers like yourself have developed podcasts and finding ways to like support their business and build meaningful conversations, dialogues, for lack of a better word, um, mm-hmm. but also make it like advantageous to our clients. And, you know, we're, we're constantly coming up with new strategies and ideas and ways to align with influencers, but being super busy can make it really easy to fall into a dinner time recipe rut or even with your lunches, any meal, honestly can get you into a rut, especially with a busy schedule this fall. You can keep mealtime exciting with over 40 recipes to choose from every single week, so there's always something delicious to discover with HelloFresh. It's truly 
a no-brainer. It does all the shopping and meal planning for you. Ingredients arrive at your doorstep pre-proportioned and ready to cook along with pictured step-by-step recipe cards. It's never been easier. I personally love HelloFresh as a way to get exposure to new recipes, make my life a bit easier as a busy 20-year-old in the city. And I love that it's worry-free, it's super easy, it's convenient, and gets delivered straight to my door. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Ray and use code 50Ray for 50% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 50RAE and use code 50Ray, 50RAE for 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. And thank you for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! (sighs) Smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get hefty, ultra-strong with new Fabuloso lemon scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. I wouldn't say there's like been a revolutionary technology that has shifted the way we do business because... Um, I mean, I, I'm waiting for that day, but I think, uh, just the way in which like Facebook and Instagram manage and control the algorithm, there's not much that a platform can really do with those restrictions that will really, really like automate things much more than they already are. Mm-hmm, for sure. I know I personally like prefer like when it's kind of like old fashioned, like I rather just like have conversations with my brand contact via email or setting up a call, have them send me over like a PDF deck, like as opposed to using platforms like Grin and having it like having to sync with my platform. And then like every single month it's like, well, the connection has expired and you have to like reconnect it. And then even then, like it doesn't grab all the stats. Then you have to like still on top of that manually Mm -hmm. screenshot it. Like I rather just do everything manually than attempt to use grin or any of these other platforms yes I feel like they're great in theory I feel like they're great for like a lot of like those gifted more mass campaigns Mm -hmm. um where like a lot of like nano or micro influencers will just like sign up get gifted product and then create at their own will sort of thing totally but I don't know it feels more personable when I'm actually like talking to the brand and like have that one-on-one conversation with the brand rep or maybe like there's a few people on that email thread. It just feels yeah, like I'm less like a number, like I'm a, like I'm a person and they're a person. Totally. And we talked about this when we were having coffee. Like I mm-hmm. completely agree with you on that. I mean, we do high volume gifting and it's exactly like you said, it's really about just getting, you know, the product out there and people familiar with it and, you know, hopefully creating UGC and great, like inspiring content around it. But when we're engaging in paid collaborations with influencers, it's exactly the approach you take. Like, it's not a matter of just mass sending out, you know, creative briefs to 50 different influencers and have them all just follow suit. It's really like we take the time to craft campaigns with the creative that resonates with them. So like, what are your passions? Are you going on a trip coming up? You just had a nephew. Are you interested? Like, have you had a change in your style, a change in your job? Like finding what is Mm -hmm. so authentic to the creative having them come back to us with like a proposed way of crafting the campaign and integrating our client's brand 
we found it just to be like insanely more effective and more inspiring and better relationships taking that approach. And, you know, we found it, there's ways to make it scalable, but at the end of the day, brands are always coming to us of like, how do you get, you know, this crazy conversion and turn influencer marketing into this like powerful tool that drives conversion. I'm like, hate to say it, but it's through the human touch point that you actually get that. Mm-hmm. It's not through, you know, scaling and speeding up everything. So yeah, I 100% agree on that. And I also think brand partnerships convert so much higher when they're long term and they're not just like these one off campaigns. And I think that gets missed a lot. Like a lot of brands will like work with like a content creator like once, maybe twice, and they're not putting like this long term strategy. And I understand that sometimes budgets don't allow for it. Right. Or maybe the team isn't as educated or I don't know, or as experienced in the field. But mm-hmm. What I've observed is even as like a consumer, I'm 10 times more likely to want to explore and check out a brand or purchase a product or a service when I continually see the influencer I'm looking to talk about it and right. speak about it. And because it comes across as more genuine, whether it's genuine or not, it still does because they've spoken about it multiple times. And yeah. it also just like keeps like reminding you it goes into like that memory I think there's no question that like you know multi-layers we, we call it like a, inf, inf, um, a relationship roadmap ways to engage influencers in different varieties and I think equally as important on the flip side for creators that are listening to and influencers is how important it is to be open to building those relationships like a lot of creators we talk to are like you know and and 100% I think it's important to know your worth and your and hold strong to your your fees but there's also like you have to try a product and like it before you're gonna like engage in a paid opportunity Mm -hmm. and so there's a great way to like you know be seated the product test it try it make sure you genuinely love it come back with ideas of like hey this could be a really cool way to integrate this into my content or my lifestyle there's a two-way street where brands need to be more thoughtful in the way they're engaging influencers long term and I think influencers have to be open to really like it's a building relationship and it takes there's like many steps and um you know it, it takes sort of like a the both sides of the party kind of coming to it collaboratively mm-hmm. speaking of brands I feel like everyone is trying to build a brand whether it be a product or service offering or maybe it's an influencer or personal brand everyone's like being told you should have like your own personal mm-hmm. brand whether you want to be in like the public eye or not it's important to have that what are some things like even as like dialogue like building that brand image within your clients and within the industry what are things you wish you knew sooner and what are maybe like three tips you would recommend to anyone who's looking to start in building a brand on any capacity oh good question I mean um I feel like a few things so we've worked with some amazing brands like as clients um and when I look at some of the ones that I'm just like blown away by their, their, um, the, the power behind their brands from Gia to Sakara Life to Seed, um, Brooklinen, you know, there's sort of, I think at its core, it's about really like the product first and foremost. And no matter how shiny a marketing campaign or communications or design you can build around it, the marketer in me loves like amazing, you know, launch strategy. But at the end of the day, if you're, if you're not providing a really valuable product, it's, it's all for nothing. And so I think that's so important when 
you're thinking about it, if you want to launch a product as an influencer, definitely like what will bring value, but also if you just want to build your own personal brand as an influencer, like what content are you putting out there that truly offers value above and beyond and breaks through the social noise? There's so much noise, so much monotony, so much copycats, you know, on social media, really like owning what's true to you, what like lights you up and what offers value is like step number one. And I think that's so crucial. Um, And then I think, you know, I think really being thoughtful around um, a, a way of uh, an aesthetic, I would, I would call it, because again, it's different if it's like a product or a service, but looking at the clients that we um, have worked with that are really successful you know, they don't take shortcuts when it comes to design um, from their product design to their websites, to their social content. They're so, so thoughtful in the, the design and branding of it. And I think that goes hand in hand if, if it's like an influencer's personal brand mm-hmm. as well. Like every single detail counts from if you think about it, when you order something and it arrives in your home and you open up the box and it's like from the packaging to the labels to the email that you receive as a follow-up, like really being thoughtful of like the, the full design um, and customer touch point, I think is so crucial. Um, mm-hmm. And um, as a third, I think, I think more than anything, again, how we're defining influence for our clients goes so far beyond just a, traditional digital influence community we're thinking of offline influence we're thinking of word of mouth we're thinking of vip customers like influence today is so much more than just your reach on social um some of the best performing you know influencers for our clients are long-term customers that absolutely love their product that Mm -hmm. share it with like 20 of their friends and they're driving crazy impact and that person might have 200 followers on social media so i think it's really important to think of like what are the pieces of your community around your brand? Um, there's a time and a place for a huge macro influencer who can drive brand awareness. There's a time and a place for nano offline influence um, in terms of VIP customers. And just kind of thinking through like what the greater community looks like around your brand and how you're going to engage them thoughtfully um, at the very beginning, you know, the, the, the brands again that I've seen to be super successful have found a way to really build meaningful um, relationships with with their customers, with influencers, with creatives, um, and that takes time. Again, you can't really like shortcut that, but it's mm-hmm. so powerful in the end. Yeah, for sure. I think I even like want to help support brands that I have that personal connect to. Right, mm-hmm. like even if I feel just like connected to their brand story or their founder's story or the content that they're putting out online like maybe I haven't dm'd them or spoken to them directly like I'm still like more likely to one like buy product I'm more likely to have word of mouth marketing going on like Mm -hmm. telling my friends and family and like sharing that online so I think it's really important um I would love to hear your take. I feel like more people are talking about how important it is for the founder or the face of the company to be active on the socials of a lot of brands. Like you see it with 437, which is a swimwear brand here in Toronto. And even like other brands, you're seeing like the CEO or the founder or someone who holds quite a lot of power in the company coming on socials and 
doing day in the life of XYZ and XYZ company sort of content. Um, and people like JT, I don't know if you know JT Barnett, Barrett, I can't remember his last name, but he does a lot of like creator stuff. Right. Um, he mentions the importance of the creator's base being present on social media. So I'd love to know what your opinion is on that. Totally. Well, first, we've worked with a ton of clients that have influential founders. Um, we just brought on Covey, and which was founded by Emily D. Donato and you know, Melanie Mazarin of, of Gia and um, Trinity of Gold. So we definitely worked with um, founders that have, you know, social influence. And, and certainly we bake that into our overall strategy. So we're thinking, how can we leverage um, the founders reach and, and expertise and, and following to, to really kind of drum up meaningful relationships with the influencer community. So I think definitely it brings value. Um, but also my biggest piece of advice is yes, without question, having the founder be present and show behind the scenes and a little bit more humanity behind the brand is mm-hmm. crucial and it works. But I've seen time and time again, of people try and again, copycat or force a, method that works for other founders. And so Mm -hmm. they've seen other founders um, launch a podcast and that's really effective, or they've seen other founders, you know, do consistent reels or TikToks. And if that's not authentic to you, like if you're not comfortable speaking on a podcast, if you're not comfortable Mm -hmm. creating TikTok videos, if you're not comfortable, you know, capturing lifestyle imagery, if you force that, it's not going to work and people see right through it. It's literally the basics of, of how to build influence. I'm sure you tell people mm-hmm. all the time. Like you can't, you can look at what works for other creators. Um, but if you, if you copy and it's mm-hmm. not authentic, it will not work. So there's no point. And so it's the same for founders. Like don't be forced to do everything just because your competitor has a face of the brand that's doing that. Like what feels good to you? What will light you up and what will excite you to share? Is it like, are you a great writer and you want to write some blog posts that you can send out by email? Great. Like if you don't want to be the face of it on social media, that's fine. Or, you know, if, if you're wanting to, to, to really host like events because you love networking and connecting in real life with people, maybe that's a way you do, you know, you leverage your influence. Mm-hmm. But I think just getting away from this like standard, founder influencer kind of template because it's so obvious when it, it's not authentic and it it's, mm-hmm. it causes more harm than good. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree with that. And I just found it like so interesting to see like this movement of founders like being more active because I think before it was definitely more like hidden. Totally. Like they weren't so public, at least like on socials. They were maybe public in the sense of like in their network and going mm-hmm. to events and having meetings and whatnot and in the face of the company. But we've just had like this recent trend of all these founders being like, day in the life as like the founder of XYZ <laughs> company, like come along with me behind totally. the scenes. Totally. Yeah. And I think there's a hunger for, for people to see that. Like previously, you'd have no idea how someone is running this business. And there's a lot of just getting to work face to face with so many epic female founders. I'm like in, amazed by them. Um, but, you know, three quarters of them do not want to share on social and a quarter of them do feel comfortable sharing mm-hmm. on social their day to day. And the ones that do share half the time, they're not sharing the real truth, because it's not all a lovely, shiny day in the life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like being a founder yeah. is 
you know, unsexy things like accounting and like, you know, like there's a lot of day-to-day like inventory or whatever it might be, legal contracts that aren't necessarily so sexy on social media. So I think there has to be a layer of like authenticity too. Like it's not always just like rainbows in the world. And I think those like day in the lives can really like skew to that. So, yeah. um, but it's interesting. I find it fascinating to see what people's background and day in the life is just a matter of like seeing the whole story. (laughs) I'm going to make accounting sexy. I'm going to, I'm going to do that. (laughs) I love it. You'd be the first. See, you're finding your niche. (laughs) New niche guys. Accounting, accounting with LAN. (laughs) Yes. I love it. (laughs) I'll be the first to tune in. (laughs) Thanks. I sucked at accounting in university. I was really good at memorizing like balance sheets and income statements like I could memorize it but like I could never like really fully understand it no I know I'm having flashbacks to the yeah accounting <laughs> class is not fun <laughs> no um so we're gonna segue into letting go of limiting beliefs here on morning ray we talk a lot about career and college and being your own boss and all these things. But I think a huge part of being able to succeed and excel in our professional lives is our mindset and the way we view things. And I know a lot of us are people pleasers or tend to have people pleasing um, habits and mindsets that we fall into. A lot of the times we let the beliefs or like what society says is okay or appropriate to do or like the outline or the template for what our life should look like. We let others determine that for us. And I know you have gone through this journey of letting go of those limiting beliefs and really like doing what your heart desires. You did a six-week intensive cooking course and you've like traveled all over and you've worked from so many different places. So how did you personally let go? Like, what was that like aha moment for you? Because maybe someone listening is currently struggling with us themselves and are looking to move to that next step. Totally. So um, I um, engaged and started working with a business coach. Being super busy can make it really easy to fall into a dinner time recipe rut or even with your lunches, any meal, honestly can get you into a rut, especially with a busy schedule this fall. You can keep mealtime exciting with over 40 recipes to choose from every single week, so there's always something delicious to discover with HelloFresh. It's truly a no-brainer. It does all the shopping and meal planning for you. Ingredients arrive at your doorstep pre-proportioned and ready to cook, along with pictured step-by-step recipe cards. It's never been easier. I personally love HelloFresh as a way to get exposure to new recipes, make my life a bit easier as a busy 20-year-old in the city, and I love that it's worry-free, it's super easy, it's convenient, and gets delivered straight to my door. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Ray and use code 50Ray for 50% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 50RAE and use code 50RAE, 50RAE for 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. And thank you for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Who specializes in exactly this mindset training um, about two years ago. And that has completely revolutionized my entire life. Um, and I think I came to him when, you know, dialogue has always been successful and profitable. And, and by all means, I was looking at, you know, what I was working on and being, I was really proud of it. Um, but for some reason, I think I, I, I would use the word like bored. I was just not really motivated. And so when I first started chatting with him, he just started pointing out all of these limiting beliefs that I was bringing up. So there's no way I would be able to live bicontinentally between New York and Paris. There's no way I would be able to win a, you know, corporate, you know, high profile client. There's no way I'd be able to hire a team remotely while I'm not in New York. There's like on and on and on and on. There's no way mm-hmm. if I do X, Y, and Z, my clients will drop me. There's no way I can like empower my team to manage the work that I do. I have to do it all myself. There were so many of these things, have to, should, I can't. Um, and he started just breaking down every single one of them. And so, you know, three years ago, my husband and I, we, um, got a, an apartment in, in Paris in, in Montmartre and we kept our apartment in Williamsburg and we were going back and forth between Paris and New York and living between both country or both cities, six weeks sort of, um, alternating that was pre COVID. Um, and I've now been able to, to hire a team of eight and, um, you know, we've, we've grown exponentially. And I think just through all of these things of like dismantling, what you, society is telling you. And every time you, a, a thought like that comes up, like I won't be able to, you know, keep my New York clients because I'm working Paris hours and they're going to want me online at two in the morning. And I have to work like New York hours in order to maintain my clients. It's just not true. It's like, and the moment I started to establish my boundaries and um, really just like focus on doing amazing work People, it's amazing how much people, you know, don't care where you are or what you're doing. If you're just doing a phenomenal work, they don't care what time zone you're on or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I think um, I'm a huge, huge believer of that. Everything that you think is impossible, I would argue 99.9% you can dismantle. Um, and there's always a way around it. And I've proven to myself time and time again I've crafted these like outlandish goals and I've been able to achieve them in, in a short period of time just because, you know, it's so cheesy, but I really just believe in like positive mindset and um, being self-aware and hearing what you're telling yourself and, and what others are telling you and what you're mm-hmm. being influenced by. And just, you know, you don't give those thoughts any power because you're in control and whatever you want to do is like your decision. Nobody else's. So Mm -hmm. I think it's all about how you frame everything in your mindset because there's always multiple ways that you can look at any situation. But if you choose to look at it in a way that's the glass half full, that abundance mindset, that positive Mm -hmm. mindset, finding that silver lining, you're going to find that solution to the problem that you're trying to fix or you're going 
to figure out a way to make it work versus if you're looking at the glasses half full, sorry, half empty, and you're picking out all the negativity in the situation, well, then for sure you're not be able to solve it and you're not going to be able to achieve whatever you're trying to achieve because you're just pushing yourself down. So I even notice, like in myself, like the moment I flip that switch and reframe things, those goals I was trying to accomplish, I was able to accomplish and if not surpass it and I was able to do it a lot faster and I was then able to move on to the next thing. So it really is your perspective and I think like really shifting into that abundance mindset has helped me and I've seen it help my friends when I've tried to encourage them to think that way too. Yeah. And I mean, I think like as much as there's so much, and I'm, I'm still working with that same coach like two years later. And I think I still have limiting beliefs. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's not something that you like overcome and like yeah. destination. I'm constantly thinking of, you know, what I can, you know, what sort of fences I can step over. But also, um, I think that oftentimes there's a lot of noise, whether it's from our families, our loved ones, our colleagues of people. I can't tell you the amount of times people were like, oh my God, you're going to start your own business. Like that's risky. Don't you want the stability of a, you know, a salary or like, oh, you're launching something in influence marketing. Exactly. Like you said, isn't the bubble going to pop or like all of Mm -hmm. these people have these beliefs and oftentimes they can be really powerful if you respect that person. But I've just always used those phrases as like power. I'm like, let me prove you wrong. It's like, I, nothing I love more than someone telling me I can't do it. Like, oh, you'll never be able to like live between New York and Paris. I'm like, great. Let me Mm -hmm. prove to you that I can. And you just have to like use that almost as like fuel for yourself Mm -hmm. Um, I love it. I'm like, tell me everything. Like, <laughs> like, it's not possible. I'm like, perfect. That's exactly what I need. Cause I'm going to add it to my list of what, like, I'm going to prove you wrong on, you know? It's like, you think you're demotivating me, but only you're just making me more motivated. You're lighting the fire. Mm-hmm. Like you're adding the gas. Like <laughs> Totally. Totally. Like keep it coming. <laughs> I'd love to hear all of your, your limitations, you know? <laughs> yeah. I feel like we can talk forever as we even like experience with our coffee little meeting um, when we were in New York, but we're going to wrap things up. If the listeners take one thing away from this entire episode, what do you want to leave them with? Ooh. Um, I think it would be that when it comes to consulting or influence or creating a brand there's so much urgency for speed for fast growth for like outward projection of success I mean there's so much pressure on all of us but at its core it really just comes down to value like I started dialogue with a mentor who believed in me who gave me my first client opportunity worked my ass off and one referral led to the next, led to the next, led to the next. It came to hard work and value that I offered that brand. It was Shiseido at the time, which led to the growth of my company with influence. It's like the influencers that I really see skyrocket and grow. There's no like hack or like shortcut. Mm -hmm. They're offering epic value through content to their customers and same with brands like so many brands would just launch with like you know a ton of fundraise money slap a brand on it and like 
wonder why they're not seeing epic growth, but it's like, what is your product stand for? What's the value you're offering your customers? And so I think what I would say across the board is just like focus on value and think through what it is that, you know, is unique to you, which lights your fire and that you can offer others. And like success is inevitable in any way, shape or form. Um, you just can't shortcut that. So Mm -hmm. and also like sometimes like it's slow at first and then it will like pick up like you never know like just like keep being consistent with it and it will come it will come when it's supposed to and I would argue trust the process to start off slow like that's guaranteed you have to start somewhere like I remember literally sitting like I I quit my job and I'm like oh my god like how am I gonna how am I gonna get these clients like there's a moment where you're it's scary and that's guaranteed Mm -hmm. that's part of the process and probably you know equally the same with building social influence it can feel like Mm -hmm. it takes forever and it's not working what am I doing wrong and so I would say like that like second question yourself is inevitable so just accept it the same as like the criticism use it as fuel Mm -hmm. are you I love that and where can the listeners find you and dialogue yeah, I'm um, Julianne Fraser on Instagram is my handle. Um, and dialogue is dialogueNYC.com uh, is our website. And our Instagram handle is dialogueNYC as well. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming thank on the pod. You. So great chatting with you. So great chatting with you as well. If you guys like this episode of Morning Ray, make sure to leave a rating in Apple Podcasts and on Spotify as that's how you can help support the podcast. I love you guys so much and we'll chat soon. Bye, guys. Bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.